This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And in 2001, when the All-Star Game was here in Seattle, I'm not sure anyone came away with more great stories than you. How did you end up in the bullpen catching... One of the best pitchers in the game, one of the hardest throwers in the game, years after not catching. How did that develop? Well, Gary, uh, when, when the weekend was coming, uh, you know, the All-Star was descending upon Seattle. I was asked by Major League Baseball to do it, to kind of help out. Mm-hmm. So I ended up throwing uh, in, the, in the home run derby. I threw to Jason Giambi, and I don't know if you remember, but he had 14 in the first round, and he was launching balls in the upper deck. So that was an experience that made me kind of nervous and feel like an 11 year old kid again and uh the other things that that uh that i accept as far as the responsibility was running one of the bullpens so i ended up getting sent to uh the national league side and uh because i didn't want to catch anymore you know i'd kind of done that (laughs) i I brought a 16 year old uh young man by the name of brody o'connor who was my catcher for my summer league team the issaquah mariners so Brody comes out there, and MLB just took great care of, of all of us. You know, we had our own uniforms with our names on the back. So Brody's out there, and he's catching major league pitchers in the All-Star game, 16 years old. He caught for me in the home run derby. So the next day, it's the All-Star game. So about the seventh inning, he comes over to me, and I'm just sitting sitting there enjoying, you know, the sights of, of a full ballpark in the All-Star game. And he takes off his glove and goes, Coach, and his hand was just bloated, just swollen. He goes, I don't think I can catch anymore. And I'm like, oh, no. That means I have to catch. So I said, okay, hey, don't worry about it. And meanwhile, I, I really didn't come pre- prepared. Uh, I didn't have any you know, shin guards, chest protector. I wasn't wearing a cup. And the next thing I know, the phone rings, and I, I answer it. And they said, hey, get Wagner up. I'm like, oh, great. Billy Wagner at the time, I don't know if you remember, but he was throwing about 100 miles an hour. So the first time I put on a glove to catch anybody four years after I'm playing is Billy Wagner. His adrenaline is kicking through his body. He, he felt like he was throwing 105. So I'm, I'm, I borrowed the, helm, the mask and helmet from, uh, from Brody. And I'm, I'm kind of catching side saddle because I don't want anything, you know, I'm just going, okay, if you're going to hit me, you can hit me anywhere, but, you know, where it's going to really hurt. So I barely was getting leather on it. I mean, it, it was it was the oddest feeling having spent, you know, 20 years up as a professional catcher to really feel scared. I mean, I really felt like I was scared back there. So I was doing all I could just to catch the ball and not let it hit me. But uh, it was an amazing experience. And while I was there, in that bullpen, again, uh, Cal Ripken. Cal hits the home run. Now he steps back into the box, and here comes the pitch from Chan Ho Park, and there's a high fly ball to left field. Did he do it? Did he do it? He did! Cal Ripken Jr. on his first at bat in his last All-Star game hits a home run. Who wrote this script? John Burkett, who was warming up, throwing to Brody, caught the ball. He, I, I said, hey, Berkey, because we played together in Texas. I said, hey, give me the ball. So he flips it to me. I put it in my back pocket. Game's over. 
and uh, I'm, I'm, me and Brody are cleaning up the bullpen. All the guys are already have left, and now we're walking across the field from left field all the way to the Mariner dugout. And just as we cross the foul line, all of a sudden Cal emerges from the dugout because he had just been elected as the MVP of the mm-hmm. game. And I go, Cal, Cal. And he kind of turns and looks at me, and I take the ball out of my back pocket. And I hold it up to him, and he goes, is that the ball? I said, yes. And he's like, oh, man. So I get, went over. He shakes Brody's hand, shakes mine. I hand him the ball, and then he goes to home plate to receive the award. So if you ever see a picture of Cal at, the, at receiving that award, as he's holding that MVP trophy over his head, the ball is in his right hand. So I, I kind of felt like Waldo. I was like, yeah. kind of like a little bit of everywhere. Uh, you know, almost like kind of historic moments. Jason hitting 14 was the first, that was the most ever at that time. Uh, being out there in the in the bullpen with the National League All-Star pitchers was a great experience. Again, I, I just felt like I was m- moved back to the time I was 10 to 12 years old when baseball was just a magical game to me and uh, just re- re- truly appreciative of, of that whole experience. City of Seattle was phenomenal. The weather was great. It could not have been a better three days in Seattle. The American League wins the 72nd All-Star game 4-1. to one. Four runs, eight hits, no errors. The National League, one run, three hits, and one error. Now let's go down to Rich Eyes. Rich? All right, Cal, where do we start? Uh, let's start with the beginning of the game in which Alex Rodriguez ceded your old position to you, the position that you redefined so that it inspired somebody like Alex Rodriguez to play. What were your thoughts when that happened? I think I was the only one on the whole planet that didn't know what was going on. Um, I was shocked a little bit. I thought it was a joke at first. And I said, uh, God, I don't think it's the time or place to be fooling around to go back to shortstop. Then I saw he was serious, and I, I saw that everybody else knew. So I went back over there a little bit in fear, but uh, it felt really good to sit there and look at, look at home plate, look, look at uh, the game from that perspective again. I think I'd read your lips. Did you say to Clemens, strike him out? Yeah, I said, come on, Roger. We need three punch outs. But after, after I got out there, I found, uh, okay, they got the first out. I said, you know what? I, I, I kind of want the ball hit to me. And then after the second out, I definitely wanted to hit the ball hit to me. I said, you know, I can make this play. I, w- I want to see what it feels like again. Didn't well, work out. Speaking of hitting the ball, I mean, my goodness, the first pitch you saw, you pop out of the park. Uh, what does it feel like to run the bases when the whole crowd is going nuts and you come through just like everybody wanted you to do? Well, <laughs> uh, I wish I could have said that uh, I tried to do it and I did it. Uh, you know, I have a uh, constant case of goosebumps right now. I mean, it feels like it's the biggest rush in the world. The ball, you hit the ball and you're running down there with a certain uh, level of uh, anticipation and excitement for the ball to go out of the ballpark. You hit the bases. For one of the few times in my career, I felt fast. I felt like I had a fast home run trot. I came around, I felt like I had to run a, uh, a three-minute mile. And when you get to the dugout and you start giving high fives and then having the curtain call to come back out, you know, that's the, it's the biggest rush. It's the biggest... Uh, the biggest and greatest feeling you can have. My goodness, if it's, that's not enough, then they stop the game, and the commissioner honors you and Tony Gwynn for your lifetime achievements. Uh, did you know they were going to stop the game? Well, I talked to the commissioner a little bit, uh, and uh, I told him I was kind of sensitive about uh, interrupting the game. The game you know, should, be, uh, should go on in a certain flow, but I could, I could see that uh, it's something they really wanted to do. And uh, the, way, the way it turns out and the way things have turned out here my whole career, it was a special moment being able to shake all the players' hands on the field at that moment, have a quick, uh, 
a quick little goodbye, a quick little exit. It felt really good. Well, now here comes the long goodbye, the last half of your uh, career. Are you prepared for that? What are you? How are you mentally preparing for that? Well, I think once I made the announcement, uh, weight was lifted off my shoulders. You know, I didn't really know how much of a weight it was until I let it come out. And uh, now I felt like I start to, can enjoy the game, start to play the game again the way I played it my whole career. And I look forward to the second half of the season. Uh, I'm sure that it'll, the pressure will build as the season goes on and, and the finality of the decision will, will uh, come into place a little bit more in September than it does right now. Right now it feels like I've got a lot of baseball left. I'm sure that I'll get a little bit more uh, emotional when I find when I realize that I don't have that much baseball left. But I'm really looking forward to a good second half and just playing baseball.